the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Show dedicated to getting into retirement. It's interesting because on Fridays I tend to work with a different producer. My no! typical Monday through Thursday guy works a couple weekend chefs, so he kind of messes things up. What's nice about working with someone from the past is he's known me a longer period of time. And he knows that when we get in that kind of relationship, there's a trust thing that has to go on. He does a production for a business show, production for a finance guy. One of the things I say is you got to invest in the stock market. Stock market's sitting at an all-time high today, yet again. It's a positive thing. I know a lot of people look at Wall Street as crazy, that as you can't make money, as a place that, you know, oops, you made, oh, I lost $10,000. I'll never do that again. Kind of a stopping ground where you, you have like some shame that you leave there. But here we are at an all-time high again. Now, you're, you can say, my stock portfolio is not all-time high. You shouldn't have a stock portfolio. If you're not at all-time high, you're doing something wrong. Now, I'll give, I'll give you a little bit, like maybe your bonds are underperforming, so your stocks are at all-time high, maybe your bonds are like, I can give you a little bit of that, but you should be pretty darn close. This should be a fun ride, not a scary ride, right? It's not that creepy. The thing that's driving the stock market, in my opinion, a couple things. Jobs. Remember the good old days of uh, 1980s MTV glam rock? Girls, girls, girls. And that, that kind of like drove the sensibilities of like your teen years. Well, this market's focused on jobs, jobs, jobs. And as long as you've got jobs, we're, we're okay. Um, someone that I work with. Has no money saved, but he works. And the moment that he gets his paycheck, he goes out and buys a video game. 60 bucks plus tax. That's like, that stuff's not cheap. No money saved. So when he's 65, 70, his hair's falling out. He's got diabetes. He can barely get up and down. His back hurts. I'll say, I hope you enjoyed playing that video game because that would have been big money had you invested it. But yeah, you know, you can interact with digital characters that someone else creates and they're probably saving in their 401k, right? So the jobs numbers are good because we as a society, even if we're not saving, we're, we're spending. Reports have been intertwined today with a lot of earnings. Earnings season, it's a, it's a lot going on. Then you get a jobs report first Friday of the month. Pretty good stuff. You get the central bank this week cutting interest rates. So the employment report for October comes out first Friday of the month. I can honestly be, if you want to listen to Britney Spears, or if you want to listen to 
uh, Slayer. I don't care. When it comes to money, pay attention to the first Friday of the month. Right around 7 Pacific time. And uh, if it's a good jobs report, if unemployment's under 5%, we're good. We're good. We're good to go. It's when it starts creeping up to four and a half, five, five and a quarter, five and a half, six, that you're going to start seeing more and more curbed spending. So I won't get into the specifics, but the October unemployment rate was 3.6%. That's amazing that it's not creating inflation. Average hourly earnings were up two tenths of a percent unchanged in September. So there's no trend there. But over the last 12 months, average hourly earnings have risen 3%, which isn't bad. Again, you're looking for Goldilocks numbers, 2%, you barely feel it. 3%, it's kind of full. It's kind of nice. You are able to look at your paychecks and go, I'm making a little bit more money. And what's nice is if you locked in a mortgage payment or locked in a rent payment, you should have more cash flow this year than last year. In theory, ExxonMobil's up slightly. They had a nice quarter. Chevron's down slightly. Energy's not a great play right now because of the world. If China and the United States, let's put it this way. If we wake up Monday morning and there's a little bit of a sitcom thing, like the premier of China's in the White House sleeping in the same bed that Donald Trump's in, and everything's happy and they have waffles together, then you might want to get some energy stocks if you don't own any. I know you're saying, did you just imply that the president of China and Trump went bowling together? I did. Oh, look who's here. It's Vladimir Putin. Oh, it's President Xi. Anyhow, um, wouldn't that be great if it turned out it was all just a sitcom? You know, the end of Dallas, it was all just a dream. No one really shot JR. It's all just a dream. What have we learned the uh, four-year presidency of Donald Trump was just a sitcom? Colgate Palmolive's down. What's interesting about Colgate Palmolive is it's a nice company for a long-term play if those millennials don't mess it up. How can they mess it up? Um, my One of my first experiences with a millennial, she goes, can you buy me a Kindle? I'm like, why? She goes, I don't like books. And then she wanted orange. She says, only fresh squeezed. She didn't want anything that... Is it fresh squeezed? She didn't want it from a carton, right? She wanted it fresh squeezed. Right? So one of the things that kind of freaks me out about millennials is like, um, have you noticed hotels in the last year, two years? I don't know how often you go to hotels, but they're moving away from the single use plastic bottles and they're just strapping, they're drilling into the wall, their shampoos and you, you know, hit a couple pumps and cuts down on the plastic. That's a millennial thing, I think. And a friend of mine who is a millennial, she lives in Toronto and she has to fly to Calgary this week for business. And she is so kind of freaked out about it. She goes, I'm not even leaving the airport. The meeting's in the airport. And then one of her friends posted, well, did you buy carbon offsets? And she goes, I did. And her friend goes, thanks for buying carbon offsets. I'm like, carbon offsets? Uh, You're going to get more and more options in the future of helping the planet while you're hurting the planet to the point that there's going to be some shaming. I think this is a true thing. I think uh, millennials don't really feel good about destroying the planet. Generation Xers were fine with it. So I still litter all the time, just to be honest with you. That's terrible. Like if I've got a plastic bottle in the car, I'll throw it out the window and, you know, hope it gets into the ecosystem. Because I kind of like my uh, sushi to have a little bit of plastic in it. I'm kind of a big deal. Adds a little flavor with a little mayonnaise on it. You can't even tell. Um, 
but the carbon offset shaming, the, the, a trend that could develop is I live in San, I live in the Bay Area, right? 10 minutes from me out of the ocean, Pacific Ocean. Lovely. It's cold, but lovely. It's not really a good swimming beach, but it's a lovely beach. There's a, a massive resort there, right? A couple hours, I got mountains, I got skiing. A couple other directions, I got lakes. You know where I tend to go? I tend to get on a plane and like carbon, like ruin the world. I could see my kids saying, you know, Dad, you're allowed to go to Hawaii once a year, but you have to buy carbon offsets. And then we're going to vacation closer to home staycation per se that could be a trend what would be the investment would it be airbnb will airbnb ever get public they're having a difficult difficult time business models are really difficult when you have to interact with local jurisdictions i'm rob black talking all things financial you can find me in line newfocusfinancial.com big seminar kind of use code radio 25 listen to commercials Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm the proud dad of two great young men. This weekend, one of them has a soccer tournament. But at the soccer tournament, I will be a great dad. I'll be there. I'll be fully behind them. And uh, I know how to pump my kid up and get him all excited. But while I'm there, one of the things I'm going to be doing is thinking about next week on Wall Street. Because that's the way Wall Street kind of works. It's what have you done for me lately? No, it's what are you going to do? What, what's coming down the road? So next week, there's some media companies that I'm looking for. Telaria, Roku. Larry on Tuesday, Roku on Wednesday, um, Disney on Thursday. I own shares of Disney, and you remember last year, I kept talking about, last two years, I, I kept talking about Star Wars movies and Marvel movies and the Avengers movies and like all those movies, right? And now I'm looking at their catalog, I'm going, next year doesn't look as good. And I got Disney Plus, so I need to hear in their conference call what they're working on, because sometimes you can go well a little bit too often. Let's admit Frozen 2 is going to be great. Let it go. Let it go. And then next year, those kids are going to be wearing those freaking fragging Frozen costumes again. And they're licensed Disney costumes on Halloween. And that's how Disney makes big dollars. So I need to know that there's something coming down the road. Because they have that Disney Plus. And that's going to that's gonna be a giant. That's going to be a massive hit. In large part, have you seen the videos for uh, Mandalorian? I want to watch that show. I was a Boba Fett fan when I was seven years old. And now there's a character who looks like Boba Fett who's probably not Boba Fett, but may eventually become Boba Fett. I don't know. And then, that's right. So not only do we get Frozen 2 in November, but then in December, we close out the saga. I've been waiting since I was six or seven years old to finish this damn thing. It's two and a half hours. That's a bad thing. It's the longest Star Wars movie ever, Episode 9. It's a bad thing that's two and a half hours. Why? Because you can fit a lot more showings in when people are excited when it's uh, 90 minutes. Two and a half hours, you're starting to get to that, that level of, uh, what was that movie, Avatar? Avatar would have made more money. They probably could have kicked in another $500 million if that movie wasn't like 19 hours. So you basically go there, you have a birthday, and woo! So anyway, I'm looking for next week, okay? 
That's how you have to look on Wall Street. Apple's hitting an all-time high today. You know why? Because next year at this time, we're going to be talking about that 5G phone. And heaven forbid they don't have a problem like they... Was it the iPhone 4 that they had antenna gate? Where the antenna wasn't quite working when it shipped. And Steve uh, was on a conference call. And I was like, look, look, it works fine. You get all your bars. You just got to hold it upside down while you're, while you're doing yoga. I'm like, hey, Steve, I can't do that. You need a fix. So this time next year, we're going to be talking about 5G. And then after, in uh, wearables? Holy mackerel. Did you see the quarter that they had in wearables? Strong growth. So strong that Google may have went to the bathroom in their pants. Poo and pee. Like, just, it was that kind of bad. And I could see the light going on in Google's head. Great googly moogly. We messed up. We didn't get the wearables. Our watch was never good enough. It was always kind of goofy. It was kind of okay. But it was too tech product-y and not, like, part of your life. And Apple's like, thank you very much. We'll take that money. So Fitbit is getting acquired today by Google. Because Google can't do it on their own. I don't know what they're doing here. Fitbit came public at $20 a share. It goes out at $12 a share. That was a disaster. Shareholders lost money. Insiders did not. And that pisses me off. Google's an ideal partner for Fitbit because Fitbit, how shall we say, needs to accelerate innovation. And they don't have the do re me to do it. They need to scale faster and make, uh, make health even more important. Do you know what Tim Cook said his legacy is going to be? Is it going to be the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender rights? No. Although he's doing a great job there. Is it going to be that he's trying to get Apple carbon neutral by investing in a ton of solar to, to kind of consume? And again, they're never going to be carbon neutral, right? But you get the idea. No. He said his legacy is going to be healthcare. And I'll be honest with you. Um, I love that idea. Something that's magical mm-hmm. and magical. enriches people in some way. I swear he sounds a little bit like... Uh, Dr. Evil there, doesn't he? Something that's magical. Like a freaking laser shark. Um, So Fitbit. I'm embarrassed to say this. I tried a Fitbit once. And it counted my steps. And it's all it did until time. Not good enough for me. I need it to slice bread. So research shows that Fitbit has a 24% share of wearables. Apple's got 38%. So this isn't a bad idea by by Google, but don't you get the feeling like that they wish and Samsung wishes that they could have stayed step by step with Apple? So here's the problem is now that Apple's got this EKG thing in their phone, in their watches, next year it's going to be like a heart rate sensor in their AirPods. Down the road, it'll be something tied towards the glasses. They got the technology. They just, can they do it as an FDA approved marketable device or not? Um... But yeah, I, I think you're seeing the, I think you're seeing Google make a reaction, don't you? Fitbit's nice and all, but uh, I, I don't think that's. It's showing that they messed up, showing you that they missed the product cycle, in my opinion. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Teach calls on the air now. Again, Google and Apple have hordes of cash. Sometimes you can fix your problems. Tim Cook from CEO uh, CEO of Apple was asked, you know, hey, now that this TV Plus is launching. Are you going to build a bigger catalog like Apple, like Amazon, I'm sorry, and uh, like Amazon and Netflix? He goes, no, we are not going to be a catalog company. And okay, so don't categorize them as a, you know, the Netflix wannabe. That's good news for Netflix right now. Now, again, that's true until it's not true, right? 
Apple could look at Lionsgate. Apple can look at a lot of companies that have catalog out there. Years and years. Like Lionsgate has a lot of horror movies that are great for your phone during Halloween kind of thing. Oh, Michael. Michael Myers is coming. He's coming home. You know, that was the tagline of the movie poster for Halloween. He's coming home. And he didn't know what that meant. Anyhow. So back to Fitbit ever so quickly and ever so slightly. Um, I get why Google's doing this. It's a category that's working, and it's working really, really well for Apple. I would say it's a slight negative for Apple. It's not necessarily a win for Google um, because the war may be over. Warmer dropped the big one. The Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. Germans. They may have already lost the battle. Companies' wrist-worn fitness tracking devices are some of the most popular in the emerging fitness market. More than 39,000 stores carry Fitbits, including Best Buy and Target and Dick's Sporting Goods. So they have the distribution. I hear Coldplay's got a new album coming out. Doesn't it seem like they kind of have an album coming out every six weeks? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up. Listen to the commercials and use the code radio at 25 to sign up for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hate to shock you with the grinding halt of that song into me singing. So long, sad times. Go long, bad times. We are rid of you at last. Howdy, gay times. Cloudy, gray times. You are now a thing of the past. Happy days are here again. The skies above are clear again. You will never sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. All time high in the markets. I bring that up because at one point in my life, I didn't believe that happened. At one point in my life, I was like, I'm going to be smarter than the stock market and I'm going to like, I'm going to trade the heck out of it. And I just want to be a part of it now. And there are some stocks that I own a big key positions in on top of being in the stock market, the SP 500. I own a lot of Apple apples at all time. high again. The skies above are clear again. Now, a couple weeks ago, it was down 10, 15% and it stunk. You're like, Oh, I'm not as rich as I was. How am I ever going to make it? Please, darling, bring me some water. I'm parched. It's not that bad. Again, you should have something kind of similar. So Elizabeth Warren, great article in the New York Times. The New York Times did amazing reporting this week. I like the New York Times. I think it's the uh, paper of record. I like the Wall Street Journal, like Barron's. I like the Financial Times. A lot of Asian reports. It's not so much the newspapers that are helpful. It's the business journals that are. But Elizabeth Warren, the big piece, uh, earlier this week, there was a big piece about PG&E in the New York Times. Great article. Because they said, like, San Francisco wants to take all the power lines and buy them from PG&E that are in San Francisco. And they will maintain the equipment themselves. Well, yeah, there's not a lot of trees that fall on limbs in San Francisco. I get it. And San Jose has an idea of let's buy all the lines from PG&E. And make it a collective. So Rob Black, or Rob's mother, my mother, 
Bless her pee picking heart. Little Eunice. Eunice? Yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> she lives off dividends. She lives off Social Security. She lives off pensions, right? So she would own something like a PG&E in the day and age and get a dividend. So the company was in business of doing profit. They would give you and me electricity in the Bay Area. And as an owner of the company, to give them capital so they can go out and trim their trees and everything, they would give back to someone like a mother or a widow or an orphan 2 to 3%, which isn't bad. Don't got a job sitting at home and earning 2 to 3%? So San Jose's like, screw that. Let's get the whole business out of it and just make it not for profit. Let's, let's run it for safety. Okay, that sounds like a good idea, right? San Francisco says, let's run it like a business. We'll kick you guys out. San Jose says, let's make a, a, co- a co-op. Never is going to be that easy. PG&E, well, you know what they say. They go, then we're going to triple the rates on, on people up in Truckee and in the mountains. And there's a lot of homes in between San Francisco and Eureka, California, Northern California. There's a lot of homes that have trees and, and power lines, right? Part of the way that PG&E makes money is they don't have to maintain the San Francisco lines as much as they have to maintain the Eureka lines. So there's no way it would be in the interest of PG&E to say, yeah, let's break this thing up and you can leave us with the most dangerous and scary parts. Sounds good though, right? And then there's shareholders and there's pension companies. If you're CalSTRS, big California company, and you uh, you are tied towards the teacher's retirement plan, like, well, no, 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 we're not doing this co-op thing. That's ridiculous. We invested in you and we expect, and that's where it gets kind of messy. And then every now and then a judge gets involved, and California judges are famous for, how shall we say, unintended consequences. So that's out there. Um, great reporting by PG&E, by New York Times about PG&E. And that's why I won't invest in the stock. I won't even speculate in the stock. If for some reason I, I, I get head trauma this weekend, maybe I do invest in PG&E, but that's not going to be expected, right? Elizabeth Warren... Her Medicare for All got outlined and reviewed in the New York Times today. It's a pretty nice read. It takes about three minutes. $20.5 trillion in new spending. Whew! That's money. Go right down $20.5 trillion. Say what? And it's Medicare for All, and she says it's going to come from wealthy Americans and businesses. She has said she is not raising taxes on the middle class to pay for her health care plan. She's risen in the polls. She is now leading the Democrats pretty front runner-ish. Again, I don't know like how people fade and stuff like that. I'm not a politician. I don't follow it. But she's ahead of Biden. I would say Biden's actually trailing the pack almost. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. $20.5 trillion. I would have that pay that that gets my attention. I'll pay attention to the HMOs. I'll pay attention to the drug pharmaceutical companies. And the hospitals. My personal opinion is I, if I feel like the system is so messed up. Raising taxes first seems to be like, let's, let's take a look at the pricing. Why, like, you see, like, uh, eye surgeons. You hear it, listen to radio stations and, like, for $5,000, you can get both eyes done by world-renowned uh, San Francisco Giants laser clinic specialist. Sweet. And they tell you the price in the commercial. So guess what? Another doctor down the street's like, I'll do a 4000 and then down the road, someone hears that and is like, well, I'll, I'll do four eyes for 4000 Like, And then it gets price competitive. And it gives you the ability to go, well, this Dr. Vakuvovich, world-renowned Russian optometrist, 
I see her reviews are solid. I see the other guys are solid. And some people will pay will vote with their dollars. I'd like to see more transparency. So, in healthcare costs, I don't know if it's going to happen, and I don't know why, but it is a thing. So, Fitbit getting acquired by Google—that's probably one of the top stories of the day. Um, the jobs report was nice, but it shows you that Apple's doing something right and Google's back off their feet. They don't have it right right now. Um, will they be able to get it? I'll tell you this. As I get older, I just want things to work. So every product that I buy is Apple. Now, I'm not knocking Google's products. I'm not knocking Amazon's. Do you remember the Amazon um, phone? It had a hologram thing put into it. Like, how did that ever get through? Jeff Bezos is watching you. It was an awful product. Now, again, they probably learned from some of it. They learned what suppliers can trust, what suppliers talk. They learned that the technology wasn't ready for prime time. But bad sort of reaction. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Pinterest is in the news today. This one's interesting to me. Again, it's all about earnings season, and sometimes companies can really break apart and not do what you thought they were going to do. Um, it's getting a downgrade. It's going from $25 today down to $18. There's very few websites, social media sites, that have hundreds of millions of users. So that social app, we're growing in them. You started with Facebook. You probably have Facebook and Instagram. Then you went Facebook, Instagram, and maybe TikTok. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and you have Snap. Pinterest, I think, is going to survive. They do enough stuff at their website that people have come up with successful businesses off of them. So one analyst is downgrading the company to hold with a $23 price target down from 32 They were too, too excited. This is a company that, how do I put this? A lot like Facebook and a lot like Snap came public without a really fleshed out mobile strategy, but they're getting it done fast. Shares of Pinterest declined double digits last night after they reported a number that was a strong quarter, featured a bottom line beat and an improvement in geographic sales mix. I think it's got an attractive growth problem. I feel that they're going from hyper growth to growth. I need to do more work. I'm not going to base my investments on, on four or five thoughts. I'm going to base it on four or five pages of research and just looking at their financials and then trying to figure out how many social networks do we really need? Do I need a social networks for balding, puffy white guys? Sure. But am I going to get to a billion users like Facebook? Um, Facebook's really powerful. They had a great quarter. And if they didn't have this regulatory crap over their head, which I don't know if they need or don't need, that's not for me to decide. I'm not that smart. I'm a money guy. Um, that stock would be another 20% higher. It's cheap. So Google had a nice quarter. They've got a decent valuation. Apple had a nice quarter. They're starting to get stretched. Even though they're moving towards a services valuation versus a hardware valuation, I, I, I own shares of Apple. So, and I'm telling you, they're, they're starting to get stretched. But uh, it's been a fun run. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, do your own homework. That's one of the things that I highly recommend. Don't just follow me. Um, shares of Pinterest could be a good buying opportunity. Sometimes they fall into your lap. Is it a social network that you wanted to get? Is it one that you use? It's one that you're comfortable with. 
It's uh, I own shares at Google because I'm really comfortable watching stuff on YouTube. Not because of search. Whoa. Amazon's kicking Google's butt in search now. Interesting to note. Not kicking their butt, but they're in the business. Will Apple ever get into search? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up. Use the code RADIO25. Listen to the commercials. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Apple rolled out its virtual credit card in August, and it appears to be catching on. Really? Um, let's talk a little bit about it. It's kind of an interesting card. Um, it looks like it's gonna be a money loser for Barclays, but Barclays doesn't really have a consumer front facing business model yet. A lot of people think this is their way in. Apple's been moving more and more recently towards a business model of subscriptions. What Apple would like you to do is every two years, replace your phone. Heck, maybe every year if you accidentally break it. And if that happens, they're willing to sell you insurance which they don't lose money on. But if they can get you to upgrade every two years, it makes a lot of sense for the Apple card. Um, Apple's more than willing to do a business relationship with like a, a company to lend you money, but they wouldn't mind doing that themselves if it's getting you subscriptions, if it's getting you to upgrade faster. So you saw a really big uptick usage in Apple Pay in the last 90 days. And Apple Pay being that thing on your phone that you can like kind of shake it a little bit and uh, long story short, you're paying with your phone and not with a credit card. And people would say it's a lot safer because you're not taking it out of your card. It's encrypted. You're not handing it over to anyone. But Apple Pay's transaction volume and revenue more than doubled on an annual basis. A lot of people are looking at that credit card going, this must be it. Now, it's coming off very low volumes. It's not like a PayPal. It's not like a Venmo. Um, but 3 billion transactions by Apple Pay exceeded PayPal's volume. PayPal's transaction volume for the quarter was about $3.1 billion, And uh, Apple was able to take them. So Cook announced that the consumers will be able to use the Apple card to pay for iPhones over a 24-month span, which could lead to greater adoption of Apple Pay. And you're not going to get interest rates. You're not going to get charges. Wow. So they're willing to do a 24-month loan on a $1,000 product. You get 3% cash back for your purchases of Apple products. That's good, but... There's other cards, but again, if you're going to be spending $1,000, you might as well get 3% back versus two or versus one. Um, if, but again, it keeps you in their ecosystem with those little Apple dollars. Apple cards going head to head with established cards like City Double Cash, Chase Freedom Unlimited. So it needs to convince consumers that can start using some of the competitive offerings. The payments and commerce um, angle is big for Apple. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, markets are at an all-time high. U.S. markets. Um, it's worthy of note. It's not worthy to get excited about. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, what was he for Halloween? You want to guess? Him and his wife, Priscilla. Priscilla. I love that Elvis had a wife named Priscilla, and Mark Zuckerberg has a wife named Priscilla. Priscilla. They dressed as a garden. Zuckerberg awesome. posted family Halloween costumes in the past. 
So that's his thing. So um, he dressed as a drop of water. One of his kids was a pumpkin. One was a piece of corn. So cute, right? No, no. People are obsessed with buying their cars through guess who? Costco. Costco's got, I know, Costco's got some pretty odd little programs inside it. Like, you could buy a coffin at Costco. Costco's got great deals on tires. But did you know you could buy a discounted car through participating dealerships? Now, I looked into it a couple years ago because I do like to kind of kick the tires on some of these more popular spending spending trends. So you got to know what type of vehicle you're looking for. You have to decide on the brand, the model, the model, the year. You got to deal with a dealership. You have to choose a dealership to work with. So they have a relationship with the dealership. They just say, come to Costco versus go to the dealership. And what Costco is selling is trust. They're, they're not going to have like the sexy salesperson is like, oh, you should get that undercarriage coat. You, you know, like all the, the snow this year and the, the salt on the roads probably just eating your car up. You might die. You should get that undercarriage coat. So Costco's got the other thing. You just trust them. You go, okay, they've done this for millions of people, and I know they're going to get X amount of dollars, but I don't feel like they're going to get double on me. Over a million Costco members have purchased a vehicle through the program, which allows members to research and compare vehicles, calculate monthly payments, get a discount. So um, the average discount's about $1,000 off a vehicle's average transaction price. So right there, a $100 relationship with Costco can save you $1,000 if you're buying a new car. Now, here's also the kicker. When I looked into it, I tended to find, like, some of the dealers were working better than Costco than others. And let's say you, I wanted a gray pickup truck, a Toyota 2016. They're like, well, we got a red one. I mean, no, no, no. Well, that one has to, that's, that's going to take years. So, anyway, Costco buying cars. I have a friend, I have to ask him about this. I think it turned out pretty good for him. He bought a $45,000 car on eBay, and he had to go all the way to New Orleans to pick it up. I'm like, I don't know how much money you saved. You flew halfway, more than halfway across the country and then drove it back, but he thought he was going to get a pretty good deal. It's a big old Denali, and the guy happens to be like three feet tall. What's up with guys who are three feet tall driving big old Denalis? Biggest car I can What is the matter with you? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Jobs numbers, good. Markets rock to new highs. Apple had a good number this week, as did the Federal Reserve doing uh, cutting rates. We're talking about this and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Consult a worker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show.